This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. We bring in our college basketball guru from BetQL. Giving out his plays. Fires to the end zone. Touchdown! Alabama wins! Props. Jackson takes it himself. Look at him turn back and forth. Oh! He broke his ankles! Now he's got an entourage! And he's got a touchdown! Parlays for today. Parlay. That's the one. Parlay. Parlay. It's PJ Glasser. Welcome to PJ Glass, our host of Sunday's Bets every Sunday from 12 to 4 Eastern on BetQL. PJ, I think it's the first time I've heard that intro, and it sounds like that's a highlight from your playing days when you broke someone's ankles there. Like, oh, he broke his ankles. That's classic PJ Glasser from back in the day. It was, Jenks. There'll be, there are plenty of students at Alabama at the rec fields that'll tell you that I was kind of the Jewish Lamar Jackson, essentially. So uh, <laughs> hopefully... Hopefully, we still yes. have many more memories of that to come. But uh, that was that was awesome intro. Love that. Yes, the Jewish Lamar <laughs> Jackson. Absolutely. Well, you know what? Let me go ahead and ask you about Alabama since we're talking about the Crimson Tide here. And they play San Diego State, as you know, laying a big number, though, minus seven and a half. At the same time, the Tide have not been challenged at all are they going to cover against the aztecs who definitely want to get involved in a rock fight in this game i don't think so jakes i like sdsu in this matchup what this number is telling you is that sdsu and maryland are essentially the same team because this is the line that we got when bama played the terps it was eight and a half at some shops but for most of the the days leading up to it it was seven and a half And I think the Aztecs are a much better team. Their defense is number five, according to Ken Palm. All their key contributors are juniors and seniors on that team. The one advantage Bama usually has on a bunch of teams is their depth. Their their second unit is really good. The Aztecs, it's the same way. They have so much depth. They're great defensively. They're a great rebounding team. This game will come all down to whether or not the fact Bama's hitting their three-pointers, and it sounds easy, but that's really what it's all about. Maryland did such a good job defending the three-point line against Bama. They just couldn't score points offensively. Aztecs' defense is better than Maryland's is, and I think their offense is a little better as well. So if they're knocking down their shots and they're able to guard the three-point line the way Bama did – I think the Aztecs will be right in this game. I think this is too many points. So uh, I like San Diego State plus seven and a half. All right. Last week, PJ, I felt like I was kind of poking you for a hot take on the tournament. And I'm glad I did because you had a good one. Michigan State to go to the final four. And what do you know? Michigan State still alive, still breathing. How do you feel about this wager right now? I feel I feel good, but I also don't feel great, Chelsea. What happens is when we get to the Sweet 16 
everybody all of a sudden starts to reassess what they what they thought coming into the tournament and we have a ton of overreactions and now that we look at this east regional and we have fau tennessee michigan state and kansas state left i feel like a majority of people feel like tennessee is the best team but most people trust trust michigan state the most because of izzo and i kind of like kansas state in this game i feel like it should be a pick em. Michigan State's the slight favorite. They're minus 130. K-State's plus 110. The way Marquise Noel's playing right now, the way he took over that Kentucky game late, I think he's the best player on the floor. And point guard play is everything in the tournament. You have a great point guard. You have a chance to win any game that you step on the floor. And I think Michigan State's going to be a really trendy pick in this game. I think they're going to be really trendy to make the Final Four. I'm going to still ride with Sparty. As you said, I have them going to the Final Four. If they do, it'll help me in a lot of bracket pools. But I'm concerned about this game against Kansas State. I think it should be a pick em. And uh, if I had to bet it, I'd actually take the Wildcats in that game. We're talking with B.J. Glasser, host of Sunday's Bets, every Sunday from 12 to 4 p.m. Eastern on the BetQL Network. Find him on Twitter at Glasser 9 So we have Princeton and Creighton, and Creighton is laying nine and a half points. But to their credit, they can beat you in a lot of different ways, whereas Princeton is wearing Cinderella slipper. Are you going to do what I think a lot of people will do and grab the points with Princeton, or is this when this run comes to an end? Jenks, no, I'm taking Princeton plus nine and yeah. a half. So what I love doing, my favorite thing in March Madness is what's called these survivor pools. You pick one team every day to win, and then you don't use that team again. When we get to this point in the tournament, how I've noticed, what I've noticed doing these this pool for all these years is that there's always one team every day that people's on, that people are on, and then they end up losing, and, and a bunch of people are out. And I just know with the way the pool works that everybody's going to be on Creighton on Friday. Everybody's going to pick them because you you would think Bama's probably going to beat San Diego State. You would think that Creighton would beat Princeton. So they're the perfect team to use in the survivor pool. I, I think Princeton's going to hang tough with them. We saw a 15 seed make it to the Elite Eight last year. I said when the bracket came out, I thought Princeton was underseeded. Should have been like a 13 or 14 seed. Now, I didn't expect them to beat Arizona. But uh, that was impressive. The thing, the biggest takeaway in that Arizona game, Princeton did not shoot the ball well. It wasn't like they shot 55% from the field and Arizona shot 20% from the field. They shot just as bad from the field as Zona did. We're still able to win that game against Missouri. Did anything they want wanted offensively. Their offense is just so disciplined and they execute so well. Another thing, too, guys, in March Madness, like when it looks easy, it just never is, right? And if you would have told Creighton before the tournament started, you have to beat a 15C to get to the Elite Eight, everybody would have signed up for that. I would take Princeton with the points here, plus nine and a half. I think they keep it close with Creighton. Well, and also it's nine and a half points. And we've seen with some of these teams that get hot, like Fairleigh Dickinson, even though they didn't win, they covered that, what was it, 15 and a half point spread very easily in their last game of the tournament. So I love it. I like the nine and a half. I think it's way too many points. But you were just talking about how point guard play matters in March. And so I'm looking at this Tennessee game where Tennessee has been playing without their starting point guards, the guy Ziegler uh, out for the season. And we have Tennessee favored by five and a half against FAU. I have been wrong on Tennessee, I think, every single game. So I need some direction here. Who do you like in Tennessee FAU? 
Chelsea, I got you. This is my favorite game of the Sweet 16. FAU plus five and a half is the play. This is the classic fade Rick Barnes spot. Everything I know about betting is this game, right? You have a team in Tennessee right now that you want to sell high, and you have an FAU team that you want to buy low. This is all recency bias. We came into the tournament, like you said, right? Nobody wanted any part of Tennessee. Their point guard got hurt. It's Rick Barnes in the tournament. Then they beat Duke. They play one good game where they shoot uncharacteristically well from three, win that game against the trendy Duke pick, and now everybody loves Tennessee. Oh, Tennessee, their final four, good. And this is the classic game where everybody's expecting something from Tennessee now, much like when we expect things from Purdue and Matt Painter and they're going to let you down. And I love the fact that FAU's coming off a game where they struggled against a 16 seed, so people really aren't high on them. Everybody's going to lay the five and a half with Tennessee. FAU, they shoot the three-pointer really well. They're they're another team that's really deep. The only thing that concerns me just is the physicality and size of Tennessee. But again, they're they're so Mm. bad offensively that if they play their normal game and you're going against a team that shoots and makes a lot of three-pointers, it's it's a recipe for an upset. So I love FAU plus five and a half. I think they can win this game outright. This is just all about fading Tennessee because now everybody's so high on them. We're overreacting mm-hmm. after one game that all of the value is on Florida Atlantic. Finally, the Houston Cougars trying to make it to H-Town in front of that home crowd for the Final Four, taking on Miami, and the Cougs are laying six and a half points. The total is 138 and a half. You going with the Cougs or the Canes? I like the Cougs, Jenks. We've given out three underdogs, but it's time to take a favorite. I think Houston wins by double digits in this spot. Both teams fantastic offensively. We know those Miami guards are excellent. Houston's great, too. The, the big thing is the defense in this game. Houston has a top 10 defense. Miami has a defense uh, 100 or worse. So I think Miami's defense won't be able to stop Houston's offense. And I think Houston's defense will be able to contain Miami's offense. Miami has not seen a team that can guard defend the ball like they will in this game. And I think the second half of that Auburn game was kind of the turning point for Houston. Didn't look good against the 16C Northern Kentucky. They were trailing at 10 to Auburn at half. And then coming out of the locker room, Sasser looked like Sasser again. To watch them respond like they did, that, that was the makeup of a championship team. I think that was the turning point in their season And uh, I still like Houston to win the national championship. That's my team. I think they blow out Miami and we get a showdown with Houston and Texas for the right to go to the final four. I was going to ask you who you like to win at all, but you just told us. Uh, PJ, (laughs) are there any other little nuggets that we need to know? Like I was talking about unders the other day, maybe making a resurgence. Or do you like any of these other games that you don't have listed here? I want to know your opinion on Arkansas, damn it. Yeah, Arkansas. I mean, this game is going to be awesome. I would probably lean Arkansas plus three and a half against UConn. UConn might be the most talented team in the country. They just, Rick Patino in his presser after they played Iona, he was talking about they rebound well. Their second unit's just as good as their first unit. 
he was blown away by them, quite frankly. So when Patino's given a team that much praise, that's when I pay attention. Mm -hmm. We know what UConn did early in the season, how dominant they were, and they're starting to look like that team. With that being said, though, guys, you just don't bet against Musselman in the tournament. It's been a two straight Elite Eights, three straight Sweet 16s. He just knocked off another number one seed. His team's coming in, playing this game with house money. And Nick Smith has been awful for Arkansas. He's their most talented player. He's yeah. a lottery pick. He didn't even score in that game against Kansas. So the fact you're able to beat Kansas without Nick Smith, if he can play like he's capable of, I mean, with all with the way Devo Davis, Ricky Council's playing, Arkansas can win this game. So I would take I would lean the three and a half with them, but that that game's gonna be awesome. I can't wait to watch it. Of uh, Arkansas makes the final four. Eric Musselman's gonna be all carved up, ripping off his shirt. I can't wait to see it. He's host oh, of Sunday Bets every Sunday from 12 to 4 in the afternoon in the east on BetQL. It is PJ Glasser. PJ, thank you so much. Thanks, guys. I think he's right about Houston, Texas meeting for the right to go to Houston. I want to say Texas is going to win, but I can't do it. I can't do it, Chelsea. Maybe I just, I don't want to get it too excited. You know what I mean? I think it's difficult when it's your team because you don't Mm -hmm. want to be wrong with your prognostication uh, and also with your heart. So I think I am on Texas. They have been playing well. So I'll say it for you, James. Let's go. Thank you, Chelsea. Thank you. I, I, I just can't do it. Coming up next, it is early in the week, so still plenty of time to help you. For more, listen to The Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.